before every game. Get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We have a 141st pitch for you today. Battle of the Jareds, Kozar versus Ikoff, Padres and Phillies. But aside from that, it's also a very important day. The Padres will be wearing their Navy camouflage as they right. do many Sundays. It's also Navy Appreciation Navy Day. Right. And we have this gentleman, Stu Headley, a 94-year-old Pearl Harbor veteran who is here to throw out the ceremonial first pitch today. And Stu, uh, graciously taking some time to fit us into the schedule. And, I mean, Bill, I learned one thing. When you have other people around you who are better at you at something, you let them take over. So I'm going to hand this over to well, you, I Bill. I don't know about to that. To kick off uh, this <laughs> chat with, with Stu, who was there on that, uh, on that infamous day. Right. I, you were aboard the West Virginia, of course. Which, That's correct. Um, th there's always a question, I know, with, with sailors that, did you leave the ship or did it leave you? Cause I left the ship. Okay, because the West Virginia was one of the battleships that was sunk. No, not sunk. Well, it went down. It went down, yeah. right. But uh, it was not underwater. Right, because it was filled with water. Uh, how did you get off? Uh, we were supposed to climb onto a line and jimmy across but five of our buddies got machine gunned. So I told Krausen, who I was with, we're not going over any lines whatsoever. How are we going to get over in the Tennessee? I said, I don't know, but we'll find a way. We were watching the Oklahoma tip over. Right. And I noticed the 5-inch 38 anti-aircraft guns sticking out over the side of our ship. So I asked Krausen, did you ever run down a railroad track? What are you talking about, Stu? I says, did you ever walk on it? When I was a kid, I said, you're going to do it today. So you ran across the gun? Gun barrel. Okay. And uh, jumped down in the Tennessee. Because the West Virginia was moored next to the Tennessee. Right, yeah. And then ahead of you was the Arizona, which... No, the Arizona the was the stern. Right, okay. The Oklahoma and Maryland were forward of us. Now, his career didn't end there, though, because... No, you, not at all. Right, you went to a cruiser and then to a, to a destroyer. I went from a battleship to a cruiser destroyer. You kept going down. To a five boat. <laughs> that was the diving boat right. in Washington, D.C. And so, now you're here right. uh, yeah, with us I'm still here. on a sofa. <laughs> How much do you remember of, of that day, you know, December 7th? It's been now, it's 1941. <clears throat> How much do you still see vividly from that day? Just like it happened yesterday. Really? Because I've spoken at about 45 schools and organizations, so it's fresh in my mind. And I also have a folder that takes me from the day I enlisted to the day I got out. And uh, so it's fresh in my mind. And the Lord has given me a good mind of remembrance. Now, one of the most elite groups in America is the Pearl Harbor Survivors Association. Uh, San Diego's the largest chapter, and there are 18 still, right? right? Yep. And what, 2,000 and some around the country? 2,474 is the last report I got. And those are Navy veterans and, who were at Pearl Harbor? Well, they could be Marines, right. they could be Army, they could be Coast Guard. Anybody that was within Pearl Harbor and a three-mile radius is eligible to be. So in reality, our organization is a dying organization. 
because the only people in, that are able to be in it are those that were in Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 8 o'clock in the morning, in the, the military. military. Right. Right. So, wow, that is amazing. And then, so right after Pearl Harbor, did you get transferred to the San Francisco right away? or December the 9th, I was assigned to the San Francisco. And you put, you put out, I mean, I would imagine you shipped out fairly quick. We shipped out on the 23rd to... Uh, with the aircraft carrier Lexington and Enterprise, and we were going to assist Wake Island. But when we crossed the international dateline, our planes already sighted the Japanese fleet, and rather than lose any more ships, like Jack Fletcher, who was the admiral in charge, right. turned tail and we went back to Pearl. We had two Christmases in one year. <laughs> crossing the dateline. Right. Is that right? <laughs> oh, that's great. It's the little yep. things you don't think about, yeah, when you're on that, uh, in that daily lifestyle. Now, you yep. did return to Wake Island because the San Francisco... Oh, that was in 43. Uh, 43, right. Yeah. Uh, after we had finished the Battle of Atu and Kiska, uh, we came back to Pearl, and then we went out and recaptured Wake Island. Then we came back, and I got off the ship, the ship then went to the Marianas and Kowajulin. And you, and you went to Okinawa. I mean, you, no. then you got on a destroyer. Well, I was stationed in Pearl for a year. Right. And then I got assigned to New Construction, which was the USS Massey, which was built in Harbor Island up in Washington. But in the meantime, my father passed away, so they sent me to... Norfolk for destroyer training. And while I was there, why I attended gyro school again. I had just finished gyro school here in San Diego. And then I went aboard the, we were the nucleus crew, went aboard the Massey and was on board when she was commissioned in November of 44. Right. When we left port there, why, we headed for San Diego, then to Pearl, then we were assigned to bombard Okinawa. Destroyers at Okinawa, should be pointed out, were, were no, number one targets for kamikazes. That's so right. So I'm, I'm sure that Okinawa was really... And also their buzz bombs. Yes, treacherous we saw, we duty. We saw them right. too. Treacherous duty in Okinawa, I yep. would imagine. Incredible. Stu, you continue to, to deliver the message to make sure that the day, the Pearl Harbor, is never forgotten. And obviously right. you had a much uh, a longer career after that as well. Uh, we do thank you for everything you've given to this country. i got to ask you, though, 94, you're still walking around. You're spry. You're limber. How do you stay so, so young? I... No secrets. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, one last question, then, how yeah, everything comes around. The war ends, and uh, of course, with the West Virginia, which you've seen off of, you've seen off of uh, Okinawa, Okinawa, and right. in Japan, and Japan, because you go to Japan, and West Virginia goes into Tokyo Bay for the uh, surrender. It's right. uh, the the one of the ships, one of the battleships that was. It's the only battleship right. or only ship, right, that raised up from Pearl Harbor and that made was it to Tokyo in Bay. Tokyo Bay. 
That's inc- yeah, full circle, like you said, incredible right. to go from yeah the the beginning in square one to then the surrender at the end. That's Must incredible. have been something though to see the West Virginia back in back in the commission in Tokyo Bay. Yeah, and now it's scrapped. It's been sold. But, but uh, my my duty aboard the San Francisco was probably the best duty I had in the Navy. I liked the closeness and yet it wasn't so big right. as the West sure. Vir- West Virginia was like living in a palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The San Francisco was like living in a home. The destroyer was like living in an apartment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you experienced it all throughout right. the whole right. yep. the whole regiment. You kept going the wrong way though. You got smaller <laughs> and smaller and smaller. Well I, I ended up on the biggest ship here in San Diego, the Prairie. I had the gyro shop on her, right. and I made one trip to Westpac aboard that ship. And then you retired in Then 59. I come back, and I retired. Then I got another career. I turned down an uh, uh, officer's position under the LDO because they wanted me to go beyond 20, and I said, no, sir. And uh, they asked me why, and I told them, I said, I've seen too many chiefs that have carried on the Navy, the dead wood to the Navy, Uh walking around with a coffee cup all day long. But I said, that's not the reason. The reason is I don't want to take a place for a younger man to be able to fill my billet. Very honorable of you. Well, Stu, thank you very much. And on this Navy Appreciation Day, we appreciate you being here and everything you've done. That's Thank Stu you. Headley, a 94-year-old Navy veteran there on Pearl Harbor and now here today for Navy Appreciation Day. Stu, thank you very much again. It's an honor. It's an honor to be with you. Much it's a real honor. Papa John's, proud to support the efforts of USO San Diego, and now you can too. Go to papajohns.com and order the USO special. It's two large pizzas and a two-liter for $24. One dollar from every special ordered will be donated to USO San Diego. Show your support today and enjoy great pizza from Papa John's. When we come back, we'll take a look back at last night's game. A lot to talk about, so don't go far. This is Padre Social Hour.